Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor behind the SteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Welcome to the Steelers Can't Lose Week, and that means that the Steelers run a bye. And so that's exciting for a lot of reasons. Uh, my heart is going to be taking it easy this weekend, but we still have a lot of stuff to discuss and talk about here on this podcast. And the trio is with us. Brian Anthony Davis, what's going on? The very first time I ever wrote... For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I was in Elkins, West Virginia, and I was writing a column calling the steel, called The Steel Deal, and my little face was in the corner, and I was all proud of this. It was a small-town newspaper, and it was 2003, and the Steelers were having a rough, a, a rough, rough week. I mean, a rough, rough year, actually. That's how they got Big Ben. And so what I did, I, I said, look, if the Steelers lose this week, I will run down the main street absolutely stark raving naked with nothing but a terrible towel. I was a lot thinner then, so it was okay. Um, but it was the bye week, so nobody <laughs> can get me. Dave Schofield, welcome to the show. How's it going? Should I sit here and wait 15 seconds to answer like like you do when you start the show? <laughs> Everyone's Honestly, I wait until on my computer. when my co- I don't start until I see the clock starting, and that's when it started oh. on my computer. Oh, so, my clock was going for 12 seconds before you started. Your but, clock uh, was gone. Everyone's like, Jeff, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's 12 seconds, people. Give me a break. Uh, hey, people I'm gonna wait for 30 next time. Do we pause for eight seconds between shows? I uh, so I uh, the, 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 the humanity, the humanity, the humanity. Hey, I it's 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 the bye week, it should be the, the fun week. I mean, who knows where the players are right now? They're probably scattered about. Um, hopefully, they're just enjoying some rest, unfortunately. We aren't resting. We're still here for you all, but hopefully maybe we can just have a good time as well. Yeah, for sure. Now I have a question that goes back to last week because I was not on the post game. Brian wasn't on the post game, uh, other responsibilities and duties. Uh, but still, Brian, we did the post We did the post game by ourselves <laughs> last week after the Denver game. Yes. And 
I got to ask, did you watch the Seattle game shirtless? No, I was clothed during that game. And well, Dang it, I, you uh, screwed up the superstition. Like, I'm like, all right, Brian's going to watch it. Brian, it's all on you. Well, I was a guest and my very good friend, uh, uh, a guy that my kid's co-uncle, Mike and Ann Cheryl, I was at their house. And I don't think that they would have enjoyed me being shirtless, greasing up their couch. All right, so it's shirtless when you're at home. We we can maybe okay, go with can, that one, we'll you know, because because where you watch again. matters. Where you watch definitely matters. Oh, yeah. I know. I I sit in the same spot yeah. when I go there. Mm-hmm. I sit in the same spot when I'm at my house. I sit in the same spot every single time now. Um, it was just like I showered right before that game, and I came out in a towel. I grabbed my pants, so I didn't watch it in a towel. Finney pants? I mean, the BJ Finney pants. BJ no, Finney pants. You know what? The BJ Finney <laughs> pants aren't working. Uh, old bad. You know, spent a little too much time on the couch over the uh, over 2021. <sighs> so uh, <sighs> we got to get in shape to get back in the Finneys. Because remember, yeah. he wore a size 38. Man. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that was like when they kicked her around the world when you wore the Finney pants in your yeah. uh, Mike Mitchell jersey. Are you actually going to do that to Joe Hayden? You're actually going to say that about a Joe Hayden jersey and compare yeah. it to a Mike Mitchell? Oh, be still my beating heart. Mike Mitchell. Okay, folks, you haven't figured it out yet. It's the bye week. We're going to have some fun on this show. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, if you're sitting here like, I can't wait to hear some X's and O's Steelers, then we'll just see you next week as we get ready for the Browns. <laughs> We're going to have some fun on this show. So lighten up a little bit. We can all use a little bit of laughter. Quick question. Uh, let's start it off this way. It's the bye week. What do you do during the bye week? Like, do you sit down and watch a lot of TV, the football? Do you not watch football? Like, What, what is your bye week routine if you have one? Dave, we'll start with you. You mean... On this Sunday, Sunday during game day. Okay. Sunday, yes. I was going to say, because everyone's talking to me like, oh, I hope you're really enjoying some time off on the bye week. I'm like, There's it's more week. work because I don't, <laughs> I'm not writing injury report articles. I'm not writing the odds articles. I'm not, I'm like, yeah, but yet we still have everything out there. So it's more work for them to be on by. Me, it's very simple. I will be sitting on my couch. I will be turning on. I know Jeff hates it, but I absolutely love it. And so does well, I got my dad hooked on this now. I will sit down and I will turn on the Red Zone channel. Oh, bar. And I'll turn on the Red Zone channel. And then my wife will ask me to do something. And I'll say, hold on, honey. I'll get it next commercial. And then sometime uh-huh. around 47 45, I'll reemerge <laughs> uh, from from my spot on the couch in order to. And, and I got to watch it downstairs because it's the only, it's fantastic. I even have it set up to where the TV is specifically positioned that it is visible from the bathroom. It is the only place in my house. So I literally do not have to take my eyes off the television for, for through all those games. I will watch all of them. That's just what I'll do because the Steelers are playing. Yeah, but the poor family, they walk through. You're on the throne. <laughs> they have to see I don't that. have to leave the door open about that much, about a couple inches. And it's well, good. Brian, what yep. do you do in this Sunday on the bye week? Uh, every bye week since 1990. But, you know, they used to have two bye weeks when they first started out. Like in 1990, uh, teams in the NFL, they had two a season. And I get depressed during the bye week when the Steelers aren't playing. I... I hate it. I know that they need it, but for me, I mean, no Steelers. It's just like, yeah, 
I feel like they've been relegated. And uh, I just hate it that week when there's no Steeler action. Um, I'm going to uh, spend more time with family and I'll watch football. And kind of what I do now when when the Steelers aren't on now, if they're playing at one o'clock and it's four o'clock, I have uh, I have Red Zone on or I have uh, NFL Network, uh, Direct TV on on my phone and I kind of watch it so they can do everything else and I could watch and pay attention to football that way. Yeah, I love the I love the bye week. <laughs> I, I don't I probably won't watch any football to be complete. If I'm being completely honest, uh, there's just a lot of stuff that I got to get done. I'm, I know my parents are coming into town this weekend. I'm going to be golfing a couple times. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, I'll check out the highlights. I'll watch uh, Chris Berman whoop, at the end of the night at, <laughs> on ESPN Plus and I'll get caught up and I'll check my Fanduel. But that's about it. So, uh but still, yeah, it's day. Hey, everyone has their own. I, for me, it's the one time I don't have to write like 20, seemingly 20 articles during a game. So I just take it easy. But take, take the take the BTSC hat off for a second. Yeah. Let's go back six years ago when you weren't doing the. If you weren't doing this six years ago, which you were, it was 2015, right. you were. But let's go back in time when you didn't have the responsibilities that you have now and you were you were a fan. My my fandom has changed a lot since really since having kids. Um, now that we have five kids, like I, I just don't have a lot of time for anything anymore. So it, I look at the weekend. That's a chance for me to do stuff with them, whether it's I take my kids golfing, whether it's to go for a lot, like a, a long walk, go for a hike, uh, do stuff around the house that I've been putting off because the Steelers take up one whole day. Uh, that's what I do. Um, but then you say I go back seven years. I would have I would have sat down and just bounced around games because I always had Sunday ticket. I would have been like, okay, Bengals and Ravens. How is that different than the red zone? <laughs> because I'm choosing what I'm watching. Like yeah. I don't want to be sent to the Atlanta Miami game as Atlanta's getting ready to kick a field goal. I could care less. I'd rather watch the in between parts of the Ravens and Bengals than I would that game. Well, and they'll do that. I've watched the red zone. I just hate yeah. it. I can't stand it. Well, here's what's interesting because I grew up. My dad. You know, we had four TV channels. That's all we had. We had an antenna. You didn't have a remote, and and but but we would be told to to switch the channel. My dad would would constantly be watching more than one thing at a time, even when you had to manually turn a knob to change the channel. And it seemed like he was always missing the best parts of everything. Always, <laughs> always. If he was trying to watch two football games, we were always missing the scores and seeing maybe a highlight or a commercial. And that's why I'm like, Dad, as much as you got it wrong, this is your chance that you don't have to worry about it. They'll get it right for you, and you'll get to see all the scoring plays. Um, it's funny that you said that, though, Jeff, about how it's changed in that direction since you had kids. To me, it's changed in the opposite direction. Because when I had kids was when I stopped coaching. And when I was coaching, I was so into my own coaching, especially that type of year football, that the, the Steelers were more of an afterthought behind that. It's not that I wouldn't watch the games or pay attention to see if they won, but I didn't get to where I didn't miss a play until after I stopped coaching. And that was more, I needed my football fix since I couldn't actually be out there on the field coaching it. Yeah, I get it. And like I said, there's no right or wrong here. I mean, yeah. people like to watch football. Hey, that's fine. Go watch your football. But let me ask I you all this. Traded, Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry, Jeff. Ahead, I uh, I used to be a college football. I mean, just I would know everything about college football. And I would love it. I traded in my Saturdays for Sundays 
when I have a family, I'm like, all right, Sunday's a Steeler, Steeler day. Now I get to say, hey, I got to go to work. And I slept <laughs> down on the couch right, work. and watch the Steelers. Yeah. I'm at work, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I knew hardly anything about college football right now. I mean, just, just the basics from highlights, and that's it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you all this question. We'll start here. What would be some tips for the Steeler fans? The, the title is a guide to getting through the Steelers bye week blues. So you're you're talking to a fan. They're depressed. Brian said, I get depressed when there's no Steelers. So what are we going to tell them? Like, what, what, Brian, what's something you do that, hey, here's something you can do to get you through it? I could start off with a Dave answer that you're, you're going to love the Dave answer that I'm going to give you. And I think Dave would have probably come up with this. So I'm going to try this one. Go to BTSC Radio and download. I mean, download all these podcasts and check Not them BTSC out. BTSC Radio is our YouTube channel. Go to the Behind the Steel Curtain platform podcast. Yeah. Okay, well, I call you it. Both. Send them to the right spot. Okay, go to the platform. Yeah, shut up, Jeff. Um, so now you know what I would. Uh, if you're missing the Steelers and you're really, and if you're not going to go check out our podcast and everything, you know. I used to do this on bye weeks with my buddies way before the whole BTSC thing. Sometimes we would we would have the DVDs that would come out with the full Super Bowls, and we would watch the watch an old Super Bowl or watch an old game, uh, something like that. But I'm not going to do that because I'm like I said, I'm going to spend time with family, and, and I'll have stuff on in the background, and I'll enjoy it. But you know, the best thing to get through this bye week is what happened last Sunday night. The The fact that they won that football game will keep you going through this bye week and keep checking in. I mean, keep checking in with BTSC on the, uh, uh, on the editorial side and keep checking in because there's so much stuff to give you Steeler content. And, and you know what I mean? I threw a plug in for us, but, you know, you could have fun watching other games knowing that you're not nervous that they're going to lose. But it's not the same. So do whatever makes you happy. But know that as soon as Sunday ends, this is the best part. As soon as Sunday ends, it's the start of a new week for this week. Yeah. So, Brian, real quick, though, because, you know, you brought the DVD thing. Like, I have the complete history of the Steelers, which was done before Super Bowl 40. Like, that's a great watch if you've never watched those. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube now. I have the Band of Brothers thing with from Super Bowl 40, the DVD after Super Bowl 40. Those are those are great. Or if you see catch America's game on the NFL network. But those you watch best. old games. You watch old games. Where do you see those? So in case someone's like, I would love to go back and watch that one game. Like, oh, Ben's first start in Miami during a hurricane in 2004 in Miami. Like, I would love to watch that game again. Where do you go to find those? I go to type in mcmillan and wife Steelers, and it's mcmillanandwife.com now be careful because mcmillan and wife was a show with rock hudson um from the 70s it was a i don't know whether he was a cop and i i don't know what the show was about but so type in mcmillan and wife Steelers, and you go to this site where it's not a it's not a pay site it's nothing the guy just does it for the love of Steelers and puts these old games on there and they are absolutely fantastic. And if you have one from a VHS that laying around and they have a list of games that they want, but the man has so many games on here. And I'll just type in like, 
I was thinking, man, I want to watch Terry Bradshaw's last game. I've done it. And so this is how, when we started the retro show, Jeff, I was basically going from my memory and then looking at the box scores and tr- and looking at old articles about it. Now, Tony and I watch the game every single week in the offseason when we do the show. And we watch the game. And when we're finished watching the game, we have our notes and we talk about it. And it's so fun to relive it. We did a game last year. Actually, in March, we did a game from 1988, a horrible season for the Steelers. They were 5-11. and 11, But they beat. it was late in the year, and they beat the Houston Oilers on, on Sunday night football. And it was fantastic to watch that game, see Louis Lips go crazy and Rod Woodson go nuts, and th- that entire game. So it, it's fantastic. That's good stuff. And, and so that's, that's something you could do. Dave, what do you think about beating the bye week blues? I think Brian hit on the main thing is that that's why that victory going into the bye week, especially for the fan base, means so much of how you go into the bye. So that's that's key. Um, honestly, I'm just to me, it's going to feel like the Steelers play on Monday night, and then when I get to Monday night, it's going to feel like the Steelers played the day before. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really like Sundays when it's not the Steelers playing, knowing that they played Thursday or will play Sunday. Well, now when they play on Thursday, it's a little if they if it's a win, it's a little bit easier to to get through Sunday. Um, but that that's mainly what I do. I have to just try to mentally tell myself how things are, and I'll I don't know. You keep me busy enough writing stuff for the site, so I, I guess I'm I guess I'm all right. No, that's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. And like I said, anyone, you know, that just do something that you are find relaxing. Some people just love to watch football and you can have a stress-free Sunday. That's also good because we know the Steelers are always stressful. So let me ask you guys a question. Go. I I was going to ask one thing. What's the best thing that you've ever specifically planned for a Steelers bye week that that you can remember? Uh, Just trips. I yeah. remember. I, I went to Disney yeah. World. The only time I went in the fall was was during the Steelers bye week. We went to Williamsburg to Bush Gardens mm-hmm. in the fall uh, one year, and it was like, when do we want to go? And I said, hold on, let me look at the Steelers schedule. Oh, they're bye week. Let's go then. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's getting the bump. She's like, it's the bye week, and we don't have anything special planned. I'm like, I told you. I told you. Do whatever. Brian, what about you? Same thing. You know, I mean, I would do a vacation. It was just like, hey, this is family weekend. No game. And and we we do the same type of thing when they're on Monday Night Football as well. Like Dave mentioned, you know, hey, it's the free weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, let me ask you all a question about the Steelers. You know, they're in the bye week. I want to think. I want you all to think about something that they could fix within a week. And what do you think that is something they could actually fix? So when we see them in week eight, it's actually going to look different from this bye week. Dave, what do you think? Anything come to come to mind? Something they could fix during the bye week. So people say like, oh, you got to have like, you got to create more turnovers. Where this is something that you implement during the bye week. That they okay, could actually something, do. Uh, something that they could or something that I think they actually will. No, could. Just could. could. Like, what, what's, okay. something you, what's something you think they need to that they could? So like, there's people that always put these lofty goals like, okay. oh, they need to start taking the ball more. Well, that's great, but that's not done in a week. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, this is going to be... Uh, they got to make a decision what they're going to. Uh, they got to make a decision what they got to do a tackle. Is that what you're going to say, Brian? No, 
Good. No, so I thought he was going to say, they, I, I thought he was going to say, play harder. And start working. Yeah, play hard. Play okay. hard. Um, which is funny because listening to your Let's Ride, you basically had an equivalent at one time no. this no, week. That was almost like, like saying, oh, you just got to give maximum, maximum effort. That means play hard. I did not Jeff. say maximum effort. I can't remember I what it is. No, I go back not. and listen and quote it to you. But you said something because I thought to myself, like, he's just saying play hard. <laughs> That's what he's saying without saying the words play hard. Okay. Um, no, so I, I would say, you know, trying to figure out because if you're, let's say you're going to move Chooks from the right to the left, he's the bye week is the time to make sure he's got that down. I don't know that that's what they're going to do. If Zach Banner's coming in to play right tackle, the bye week is the time to get him ready to do that. If Dan Moore Jr. is going to be, you know, coming out of the starting lineup, which I'm not sure that, like I said, I don't know that this is what they're going to do. I mean, I'm I'm okay if they just keep stuff the way they are with Banner ready to go for the first time somebody doesn't do something right. I They need to figure out what they're going to do and start getting everybody. Those guys should should know that right now. They should know what the plan is for next Sunday at offensive tackle and who's going to be doing what right now because they should be mentally getting themselves, making sure they know exactly what's happening when they get back to practice next week. Brian, what do you have in mind? This is an emphasis on tackling is something that you could you can definitely throw in. So when Dave said, figure out tackle, I'm like, oh, he took my, and then he said, tackle position. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kept it. Um, yeah, figure <laughs> out tackling. I mean, that's, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're going to go ahead and instantly become tackling machines again, but put an emphasis on it and just say, guys, we need to clean this part up. It's like, you know, it's kind of like uh, when Mickey told Rocky and Rocky too. We need a we need a greasy fast Italian something, um, and brought the chicken out. You know, I think maybe they bring out the chicken and try to tackle the chicken. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So Connor Eddie gave us a dollar ninety nine tip. Thank you very much. He said Ben is twelfth in passing yards. I did not know that Ben was twelfth in passing yards. Um, that's the top of my head. I didn't. Does he finish in the top eight? This is a good question, Dave. What do you think? I want to say no, um, because I'm banking on the Steelers performing well in the second half. And the the Steelers, when the Steelers are playing better, Ben doesn't have to throw the ball for as many yards. It's, it's that simple. You know, I mean, look at their look at the playoffs. When Ben goes over 300 yards, the Steelers lose. When he doesn't, they win. Yeah. Because what they're having to have to try to do, whether they're in the game or not. So I'm not I'm not wanting Ben to have to throw the ball over the field. Brian. My answer was very similar to Dave's, but mine was I hope not. Now, where I want to see Ben finish well is in touchdown passes. I'd rather see um touchdown to interception ratio be be fantastic. That's what I'd look at here because when you're throwing yards in when you're throwing everything and not running the football in the third and fourth quarter, you're losing like Dave said. Mm -hmm. And so you're playing catch up and that's how you get a lot of quarterbacks pad their stats by, by throwing for a lot of yards in the third and fourth quarter, because they don't have a chance to win, but they're trying. The key is to get that running game going. And the reason I said I hope not is because if that running game's going, you can go ahead and be in the 260, 280 range comfortably and keep on winning a lot. 
You gonna say something, Dave? No, I have another. I have a question after you answer this one, because I know I, you. I think he will be in in the top eight. I think they're yeah. gonna have to throw the ball in some of these games in the latter half to maybe get back in it, to maybe extend a lead. It's gonna be tight. I don't think they're gonna ignore the pass. I wish they would just be more balanced, but I just don't think it's in the court. I think he'll be close to the top eight. Dave, what's your question? My question is if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this bye and you're looking for things to fix, are you looking strictly at the at the last game or are you looking through the first six? I look at all six. Okay. Personally. Because prime example, we said all oh, the tackling, the tackling. Do you realize in week five against the Broncos, they only had three missed tackles? Where do the you see only, your, where do you get missed tackle? They, they're not official. I brought this up Tuesday night on Scobro show. So people are like, what? Right. Yeah. Where do you find that number though? I'm getting this number. Um, you can find it on PFR. I was pulling it from PFF pro football focus on where if I have, I just bring up the game and I just click on defensive grades and can and sort by missed tackles. And like they had 14 according to PFF against Seattle, they had three it. against Denver. So that was really bad against Seattle, but it wasn't a problem up until last week. You know what I'm saying? So you have to ask yourself, was that just, was that a new trend or was that just an exception to the rule? I don't know. It could be. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it could be an anomaly, but when it's fresh in your mind, that's, that's what's going to stick out. And that's, that's probably your, a quick turnaround. I mean, if you want to improve the offensive line, you're not going to do it over a pie week. No. no. So speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, another question I had for you all. Do you think that so far through six games, what we've seen from Ben Roethlisberger, is that the best that we're going to see from Ben Roethlisberger? Have we seen the pinnacle of Big Ben in 2021? Brian, we'll start with you. No, I, I don't think you have. I don't think you've seen the best. I don't think you've seen the worst of Ben. Oh, that either. was my answer too. <laughs> oh, don't say oh, that. God. He's been awful um, at games in some games. No, but I, I'm just not saying that the worst is coming. What I what I'm um, saying is that that Ben's. I'm making excuse. I make sometimes I'm hard on Ben, and other times I'll make excuses. And I think the way that offensive line was. Missing blocks, not getting a running game going, hindered Ben's performance. And I know he should be able to take over, but when they're in your face that quick, when you don't have a running game to rely on and they could key on the pass, Dave's talked about this a lot, saying, Hey man, we don't think you're going to we don't think you're gonna beat us with a pass, so we'll just we'll just uh line up against the run. Ben has been a, at a disadvantage when the team around him gets better you're going to see better ben and i think and remember we say this a lot you can't spell better without btr and it's coming you're going to see a very good ben in the next 11 games it's not going to be perfect but you're because the offensive line is going to improve and Najee is going to give him some relief dave what do you think about that I think you can see a better version of Ben Roethlisberger to come, but I, but I was going to bring up what Brian said. I think, I think you're still due for a game or two where you're just like, Oh my goodness, what is this? Hopefully it's, it's not much, but it's, it's just the nature of the NFL. You're going to come out. I mean, individual players are going to have rough games. If you know, if you know what I mean, It, it, it just happens, especially when someone's 39. I mean, I know you're saying that's like, well, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, if you really look through, 
it just isn't in, in a lot of key moments that even someone like that, you can just say, oh, wow, he just, this was just not a good week for him. But the reason I think you could see more from Ben Roethlisberger is he's starting to have some confidence in his offensive line. He's starting to get some better, you know, needing to get on the same page more with his receivers. As that continues to grow, you're just going to see a better product offensively for the Steelers. And that's going to be because, um, and therefore you're going to think that, hey, that's Ben doing what he needs to do because he's the guy that touches the ball every play. Yeah. For real, I like that. Hey, quick question, yes or no? Right now, where we sit at the bye week, do you consider the Steelers contenders in the AFC, Brian? Y- yes. Really? Absolutely. Dave, what about you? I'll, I'm going to come back to you, Brian. Well, because you got to have that definition of contenders. Do you um, think they can they win a Super Bowl? Do you think they are a Super Bowl contender okay. right now? Like they because can win it all. Not, so you're saying Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I changed it. Okay, okay. So you changed it. For Super Bowl contender, I'm going to say at this moment, I'm yep. going to say no. But if you're talking about a playoff contender, and we all know all it takes is getting there, yep. then you can. Or then all you got to do is right. get hot at the right time. Then you're the Super Bowl contender. They are definitely a playoff contender because I I was kind of mad because I, I didn't have this right on StatGeek because I was going off Yahoo's standings because it was the app I had on my phone and they had the Steelers 10th in the AFC. Well, they didn't have the right tiebreaker putting them at 10th. <laughs> Technically the right tiebreaker puts them in seventh. And that means if the playoffs would have started before this game kicked off tonight, the Steelers would have been in the postseason. So they're right there in contention for the playoffs. And all you have to do is get to the right point to where you're playing. Well, I would, I don't care if the Steelers are playing great right now. I want them to be, to, to be good enough to get to the postseason and be playing great in January. That's what I want. Brian, uh, since I amended my question to Super Bowl contender, do you change your answer? I copy and paste Dave Schofield. <laughs> okay. Now, follow-up question before we go to our first break. What would it take, in your opinion, for you to change your tune on the Super Bowl contender talk? Meaning, what would the Steelers have to do for you to say this team could win it all? Because I think none of us are thinking that right now. Yes, playoffs possibility. Super Bowl, eh, I don't know. What would it take? Brian, we'll start with you. Sweep Baltimore. Sweep Cleveland. And, well, I mean, it's hard to say sweep Cleveland and Baltimore because that's week 17 and 18. But beat, beat the Titans beat the chiefs beat teams like that and get like a five or six game winning streak. If you're, I mean, if you, okay, they have a two game winning streak. Now say they throw in five or six more wins. All right. Then you're looking at a team at nine and three and you're like, this is definitely a Super Bowl contender. And I could go back in time to 1995 when this team was three and four. After a loss on Thursday night football to the Cincinnati Bengals, they did not look like a Super Bowl contender. They lost Rod Woodson for what seemed to be the rest of the year. They they were kind of a mess. They were three and four. Nothing looked right. And then they went on a seven or eight game winning streak. And they ended up that season 11 and five. And the only loss was a loss to Green Bay, which they did not need to win. Um, they needed it more for seeding. But and that was like two days before Christmas, and that's the game where Yancey Thigpen knocked it, 
knocked it with his knee out of his hands or they had that game one too. Um, so with that being said, yeah, you could, you could say that this team would be a Super Bowl contender if they go on a run. Dave, what do you think? As much as I like Brian's answer when it comes down to wins and losses, there are some fluky things that can have you lose games that you shouldn't and win games that you shouldn't, if you know what I'm saying. So, for example, it was the topic of the show on the Scobro show. People that wanted to just say, well, this win against Seattle means nothing because they it took them to overtime to, to beat a team without Russell Wilson. You know what? It doesn't matter. They got to win. They, they're, they're not giving it back, just like the Ravens didn't give back the one against Detroit or the one against who else was it? Kansas City or the one against um, the, Colts. <laughs> the Colts. There you go. They're not giving theirs back either. But what I'm so what you almost have to do is you need you, I like what Brian's saying, but you you got to find the way to win those ugly games when you're not playing well. And you've got to find a way to just get on a roll. I really liked what you said in yesterday's um, what's your show called? Let's ride ah. um, <laughs> that, that, that riding <laughs> show. Um, <Yeah. laughs> anyway, where you said, do the Steelers have any one thing that's really like almost, I almost thought of it as like puts fear in their opponent. What are, what are the other teams really scared of with the Steelers? Is there, are they really, do they really excel at one thing? And the answer is they don't right now. And the thing is, it's they could still get. So I think they either need to get really good at one or two things, or they just need to be so good at everything that you can't take. You know, say, oh well, if 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 Ben's just gonna, if they're gonna be so great at throwing short passes, we're just gonna shut them down because we saw what happened with that last year. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back in part two, we're going to talk about what Dave was just talking about. What can the Steelers maybe do better? coming out of the bye week and maybe make it their calling card. We'll be right back after this break.